Welcome back to the Barefoot Puncher. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Pope. The modeler is with us as well. And of course, we take inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 NRL and AFL season. And Pope, a big kickoff last weekend in the NRL, and we're about to do it in the AFL. Could be the most exciting show of the year, Mug. Christmas Eve for AFL and one week in, plenty to talk about in NRL. It's uh, it's mouth-watering what we might be talking about this evening, so looking forward to it. I was just saying to the modeler off-air before uh, before you came on, uh, Pope, that um, I haven't been that excited about the AFL season until last night. And I sat down and really crunched a few numbers about round one, and I'm up and about now. I'm really looking forward to it. I've had a few bets and uh, looking forward to, to talking about it tonight. And at that point in time, we'll introduce the show. And good evening and welcome to The Modeler. Well, it's good to be here. Um, yeah, exciting times. AFL about to kick off and thought I'd uh, dust off the AFL model. It took, it took the last couple of years off with a big big COVID uh, sabbatical, if you like, but thought we'd dust it off for, for the year and see, see how it goes. So exciting times indeed. Yeah, awesome, mate. And really looking forward to um, rubbing that AFL model up against some of the stuff that I'm uh, going to talk about. And I guess that's probably a good time to just go back and, and recap slightly uh, last week because there was one time where you guys were in agreement last week and that was on the Dragons. And um, and the Dragons got it done. Uh, you know, it took them a little while to come over the top, but they did it pretty easily in the end. So well done to you boys. The model like the Dragon. The, the Pope, uh, Pope, Pope liked the Dragons as well. And uh, that was the consensus bet that got up. Yep. That uh, was nice to be on the correct side of that. I think there was, there was some others that were sort of in the ballpark. I think we were in agreement to some extent on, on total points as they played out. But what it was was a very intriguing round, Mug. that seemed like more condensed the competition than what we thought going in. So... Small sample, but it um, might be a bit more of a competitive year than we initially thought. And um, and what about our team, uh, Pope, or, or perhaps mine and the Modelers team at least, the Melbourne Storm? Have they just about uh, done it in in the first week or can they find a way to recover and maybe just fill in the listeners um, about the trauma that the Storm suffered over the weekend? Trauma being the operative word there, the two of their really key players, Brian Smith and... Christian Welsh have gone down for a significant length of time and they also lost uh, another player, their winger George Jennings, to an ACL. So three players and that would almost put a line through most teams. But you look at the team list that came out today and you see Munster in Grant in. So you can't really do that with the Storm. They seem to find a way to unearth someone else to replace a player that might be missing. So I, the answer is no. I don't think you really can write them off and the Premiership betting reflects that. Mung, they're still second favourites. Yeah, right. Okay, so not much movement there at all. And they had another big fella come off the bench. Was it Taff? Am I right in saying that? Taff? Um, maybe I've got that name wrong. Big, big solid fella that came on late in the game to replace Welsh. I don't know if you... Maybe I've got that. <laughs> maybe I've got might that. Be, might be, uh, might be a, a nickname, but there's there's a few guys there, like Trent Leoro and the like that it might be, but... Um, they unearth them. They, I guess the, the key part is they, they find guys who fill a role. Like you've got a software Solomon, you've got the Bromwich brothers there as well, who yeah. that forward pack doesn't look over the weekend without Christian out for a long period of time. 
And uh, and what did we learn about uh, Penrith? The rightful favourite flexed uh, a muscle um, from what I could see. Impressive performance from the Panthers. The thing that struck me was their attack. I thought it would be more of a Jarrah affair. I didn't necessarily – I thought the defence might hold up, but I was surprised with their, their ball movement without Cleary. So – they, um, at home, in front of their home fans, they showed that they're going to be there and thereabouts with their premiership defence. And, uh, Modler, your model picked up the dogs, which was a nice little catch. Um, was there anything that um, that you noticed uh, that was happening over the weekend, either with your eyes or with your model, and um, and things that potentially switch around this weekend? Uh, yeah, just noticed, well... We'll obviously speak to it a bit later on, but a lot of the teams that uh, the models like this week are actually uh, the, well, the teams that they don't like this week, I should say, are teams that ended up winning last week. So I think as far as the model's concerned, there may have been a bit of a, an overreaction in the market, if you like, to the prices this week, whereas the model's kind of not uh, not creeped too much um, as far as the market has. And Pope, please just confirm for me we didn't miss a trick on the weekend because how many of those games went under? They seven of the eight went on the starting line. Marble oh Park. no! Yeah, so I, we've, been, we've missed ninety dollar shot there, have we? Maybe, maybe. Oh full no! <laughs> full disclosure: I was uh, wreaking havoc around the streets of Richmond Thursday night, so I didn't watch the game to get probably full context of what transpired there. So didn't really know, as I said last week, the officiating was going to dictate a little bit that play. But as it, as it turned out, it's. Um, you could have gone your six folds, seven folds, and, and found a way to win there. So the oh, very different game this year, by the looks of it, amongst how it was played out, certainly through the first two thirds of last year. Yeah, well, uh, I hope a few of the listeners uh, maybe jumped on that one anyway at, at the very thought of it. Um, I'm kicking myself that I didn't because I, I know you talked it up and uh, and I thought about it and I thought, oh, Pope said just let's have a look. So but I'll just have a look and, and didn't pull the trigger. But uh, And I, I didn't want to look at those totals as the games progressed because I was like, oh, no, I think I might have missed one here. But, um, but mate, it was, a, it was a good conversation nonetheless, and hopefully a couple of uh, listeners uh, chimed in on that one uh, anyway. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the angle might still be there. But some of the, again, some of these totals look on the higher side if it's consistent with how it was officiated and probably a more condensed competition of the touch on then there still might be room to have um, uh, multi-unders play as well. Yeah, cool. All right, boys. Well, you're ready to talk some AFL. Can't wait. And where do we start with the Freed from Desire Cup on on, tomorrow uh, night? First of all, uh, Pope, I'm going to talk about uh, who's looking after the show for us. We're proudly brought to you by Top Sport, family-owned business, been doing it for 30 plus years. Uh, Tristan and the boys, they will take your bets. So if you're sick of the rest, uh, come join the best. If you've got an opportunity to bet with Top Sport, bet with them, keep the money in Australia, keep the jobs here. Um, they're a great organisation, terrific customer service, and um, and they're a fantastic mob. So get on board with Top Sport. Uh, Top Sport. Go to www.topsport.com.au and, of course, download the app. Uh, Pope, let's get into some games now. We've got the season opener. Uh, we've got the Melbourne Demons uh, hosting the Dogs in the grand final replay. $1.57 the Ds, uh, $2.38 the Dogs, and we've got nine and a half there, juiced on one side, uh, sitting at toppy uh, for that price, $1.85 for the Ds. 
I'm looking at this game. Um, it's about 0.2 different. So that that grand final, if I'm not mistaken, went off around about a dollar seventy eight, dollar seventy six in that sort of vicinity, and. Uh, I can't even remember the final margin, 70 plus points, but I think it's one of the closest uh, 70 point <laughs> margins you'll, you'll ever likely to see. And I think uh, grand final finals, well, particularly grand final footy is very different to a home and away season footy. I don't think you necessarily see that blowout uh, in a, in a home and away game, especially at the start of the year. So I think, potentially that uh, line is being overstated at the moment. And there's a, a bit of talk. Anyone that in the media is talking up the D, oh, the D's back-to-back, the D's back-to-back. We've spoken about that on this show already so far this year, uh, that it's really difficult to do. I can't come at it, Pope. Nine and a half is too much for me. Do I want to be on the dogs on the other side of it? Not really. My, I've, I've sort of got a bit of uh, internal... Um, you know, heart, head sort of stuff going. Um, I just think that it's a big pass, this one. Let's sit back, have a look at it. Uh, I think Melbourne probably do win, but uh, at the $1.57, the line's not where I have it. I can't be betting in, in this game. Modler, how do you see this one? Yeah, interesting. Um, I've sort of rated them, uh, you know, with the metrics I've got reasonably evenly as far as the you know, yeah, players right. coming in are concerned. I've got you know, Melbourne playing the G a bit better than the doggies, obviously. And, and yep. with that, I've got a slight lean uh, towards the Ds in my model. But at the price, yeah, I don't mind the doggies a bit. I've got the doggies about 210, so 245 is a, a bit of a bet for me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you'll be you'll be having one on that? Yeah, I'm happy to throw one out there. Yeah, yeah okay, good. All right, model. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sitting uh, I'm sitting on the sidelines for that one, but the, the model's uh, talking the dogs. Uh, very good. Just, just before we move on from the grand final rematch, the Fred from Desire Cup, whatever you want to call it, Mug, any significant personnel changes for either team going into the rematch? No, not really. They both look pretty pretty solid. I, I, I see they've um, Bevo's um, kept out Lockie Hunter, which I don't know if he's done something off in the off-season or he's a slap on the wrist for not running his sprints hard enough or something, but... Bevo seems to have um, trying to make a point with him for whatever reason. Um, but other than that, it's the team seem fairly close together uh, from, from what they were uh, grand final day. So from that point of view, great spectacle because it's, uh, it's going to be as close to a, you know, uh, a similar man-on-man replay as what, we, as, as what we saw in the GF. So, um, look, I'm, I'm excited by it. I'm going along. Um, can't wait to get back to the G and watch some footy. Happy with the Wednesday night. Season opener? Yeah, I don't mind it. I, 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 I don't know if it's something that you want every week, but every now and again, I quite like the, the the Wednesday sort of idea. I think the great thing about it is it keeps all of the games. Um, there's no overlapping games this weekend, which I which I really like. Um, and also for me, Pope, as you know, the more night games, the better uh, for me. And um, and the uh, mug friendly time slot at seven ten, Pope. You know we've got to love that. So um, I'm, I'm I'm really happy with that. Can you about um about having the grand final rematch in round one? Do you think it it needs to be in round one, or would you be happy to see it later in the year and and sort of figure that the game sells itself to have a decent pool around one? I'm sure. I, I don't know when the last time was they did. I, I sort of have this memory of. As a, I think as a kid, they used to do it. I, I sort of feel like I remember it years and years and years ago. Uh, I'm talking, you know, probably 20-odd years ago. 
Um, I think they used to do. I think they used to do it. Um, so it's not a necessarily new thing. Um, in this scenario, I, I quite like it. I was quite, you know, I think the the Carlton Richmond thing is uh, is pretty uh, pretty tired. But anyway. Colton Richmond are doing it on the Thursday night, and I'm going to this game too, uh, actually. So um, we've got Carlton 265, Tigers $1.50. We've got the line now uh, 12 and a half, and that's just ticked in a little bit from 14 and a half. Um, Pope, I still think the Blues um, warrant a little tickle here at that, uh, at that line. I think if you go back to last year, uh, towards the end of the year, I had these teams rated pretty similar. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, Richmond were upset or they were a bit sick of the year or, you know, COVID had got them or injuries had got them and they were disinterested and all that. And I think a lot of that's probably true. But I also recall Jack Rewalt uh, throughout the year saying, oh, you wait, you watch us in the second half of the year. We'll, we'll whip some sides. And then they get beaten by Gold Coast um, at Marvel Stadium. So I think they're sort of clinging on to something that may have left them. And, um, and I'm a there's a bit of talk about the Tigers, how they're going to surge. I'm not sure I, I, I feel that same way about them. You can't just flick a switch and think that it's going to happen. Tigers could come out to, uh, Thursday night and make me look very silly and they could absolutely do it. They get Cochin, Dusty, the Meatball, Edwards uh, back. But out the other way, they're losing Chole, Asprey, Hooley. Um, we know Lambert's not going to be playing. They lose Graham as well, and there's a, still a question mark on Grimes. So there's still enough going back out the other way. Cochin, Dusty, Meatball, Edwards, are they past their best? Uh, maybe not Prestia, but I think maybe the, the other guys uh, are. So at that line, you know, it was 14, 12 and a half. I, I, I still think um, that there's, a, uh, as the Pope would say, I'm willing to find out. Um, so I'm happy to put that one up there. I'm having a bet on that. 12 and a half at Toppy. Uh, get involved, uh, punters. If, if Walsh was playing, I'd be having a right pop at this. Um, he's, he's so key and he's, I think he's a tremendous young player. Uh, if he's in, I'm, I'm having a real go. But uh, round one, I'll just keep the, uh, the powder relatively dry, but, uh, but I'm putting one up here on the Blues. What, what out of interest, Mug, what would that line be if Welsh was in? What is he worth? Oh, I think he's got to, it's got to move it uh, three and a half, four points. I think, I just think he's that key uh, to those guys. I mean, if you watch him in the back half of last year, he was, he was putting that team on his shoulders and, uh, more important than Cripps and, and, and any of those other fellas in the midfield, I felt, uh, in the back half of last year. So, yeah, he's probably getting towards that four-point player um, if, he's, if he's in. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my view on him. Modler, how do you see this one? Yeah, um, interestingly enough, I don't really sort of tend to, especially around one, I tend not to, to, to rate teams too much until I sort of see some team lists coming through. So, might have to wait till tomorrow night, say, and, and run the teams through the model and then see how it rates them. And, you know, given, uh, yeah, going around two onwards, I might sort of try and plug last week's teams in and, and see how, how the pricing goes. But, um, yeah, especially sort of round one with a few unknowns, I'm happy to, to leave it alone for now. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, have absolutely no betting interest in the Friday night game at all, Pope, so we'll skip straight over that one. Um, I do have a little bit of an eye on the Geelong Bombers game. 
Hope at the MCG, uh, Cats $1.67.5, Essendon $2.47.5 the other way. Um, I just think that price is starting to tick down a little bit. And if I can get a little bit more, I'm interested in having to go on the Cats. Only reservation is um, Essendon have some good leg speed and how well do the Cats go at the G? That's probably my only concern. But the Cats themselves will get some really good players back. And uh, I think everyone's overrating the hype of Essendon a little bit. And just the way that the Cats finished off the season, I think that's left a few punters with a bit of a nasty taste in their mouth. But the Cats are still going to be a good team and um, and they might just uh, come in and show Essendon what it's all about. So I've got a bit of a watch on that one. Um, just interested to see where that line finishes up. Keen to see the teams. Um but I, I think you're only going to put, put a pretty good team out. And um, and if that line sort of sits around there, I can sort of just jag a couple of points. I'm going to have to go have a go on the Cats. So just a little little cheeky market watch on that one. It feels like the narrative's shifted on the Cats a little bit in the last month or so from being Dad's Army to I've heard a few shoot judges in the last week or so really rate their prospects this season. It seems like you concur to some extent with that theory, Mark. I concur with the theory that the Cats are just a good organisation every year. Um, I've In the past, I've written them off and just like, oh, no, they're too old. And they just keep turning up every single year and performing really well. So I think they're just one of those teams that are just going to be good again. And, um, yeah, I, I think uh, they'll have a little... They'll have a little bit of something in, in the belly, I think, after the way they bowed out uh, last year. And it'll be a good test for the Dons. Um, don't have a whole heap of uh, interest in the GWS Sydney uh, game, Pope. I think they're both really good teams, and uh, I think that, that'll be a cracking game. So um, not really um, that keen to touch that one. Out at the out at the uh, what are they calling it? Orca Stadium Australia, the old uh, Stadium Australia. So they don't play, haven't played footy out there for a while. So. Not really sure who that's going to favour. So I think I'll just uh, leave that one alone. The big game on Saturday night, which will be a great watch, uh, Pope, is Brisbane Lions and Port Adelaide. Now, I didn't have a bet uh, in this one myself. I, th- I think I perhaps overrate Port Adelaide when they go to Brisbane for some reason. But I know there's a few astute judges out there and, and uh, Logical actually texted me through today and uh, just let me know that there was a couple of astute judges that, that he was friendly with. And I, I think... I think you know of those same people as well, and um, and they're quite keen on Brisbane. Um, so that might be just a, not a not a not a betting game for me, but um, but I know there's some smart some smart smart people uh, talking up Brisbane. And I think the line's moved in that direction a bit, hasn't it? Today already, Mug from the number. Yeah, a couple of points. Yeah, a couple of points. Yeah, I think there was some some tens uh, earlier today, and now uh, Toppy's got it at twelve. Uh, 12 and a half, and um, I think some um, some mobs are out to 13 and a half. So uh, maybe just a bit of a reaction to some of that smart, smart money that's come through. Um, so yeah, there's there's maybe a tip up for the for the listeners. If if you like the idea of Brisbane, might be better to uh, to start getting on that one now. I know you. I know your heart's involved in the next game, Mug. So I guess can you can you remove yourself a little bit to find a bet in the what is probably, to be honest, two potential bottom six clubs, isn't it? Here, the Hawks and the Kangaroos. Well, not according to the modeler. He's uh, he's got us right up there. But um, 
Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I want to be with the Hawks here, Pope, um, but at the six and a half, um, I'm probably just not quite there. I'd like to get some more line movement um, before I before I pull the trigger. I don't think I'm going to get it, so it might be just a bit of a sit back and cheer on my team. But if I can get any sort of uh, movement below that sort of six and a half, five and a half, uh, that that's a bet for me on my team. And I, I'd probably just take them head to head, I would say. So, um, yeah, I like the idea of the Hawks. I'm not quite there yet with the price. Now, I know the last, last two games that you do move into having some fairly strong views. So we'll start with Adelaide Fremantle. I know you've you've got a very, very strong lane in this game. Yeah, I do. I really like the Dockers here, Pope. I, I just think that the Adelaide midfield, um, you know, Keys, Laird, they get uh, Seedsman through there a little bit. They've got a couple of younger players, Chase Jones and, and so on. They're just not... It's a real B-grade midfield. And their, their best player that I just mentioned, Rory Lair, is not even going to play. So, you know, you put that up against, um, you know, a couple of the battle-hardened, you know, Fife and Mundy and then the young guns uh, that are coming through, Sarong and, uh, and young Brayshaw, who is – Brayshaw, he is a star of the competition, young Brayshaw. He, he is a player and a half. And um, – and you watch him go this year. He'll, uh, he'll 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 have a really good year. So I think when you're stacking up those two midfields, um, I think Freo will uh, blow these guys out of the water. And um, at that four and a half, I know it's enemy territory, and um, the Crows pulled a surprise uh, victory round one last year against the Cats over there. But yeah, mate, I I, I like I like the Dockers here. So uh, I'd say get stuck into that one and. Um, yeah, I think the, the only the only question mark maybe on the Dockers is my man Tabner, who was talking about having some clear air with some injuries, went and did a hammy, didn't he? So um, so Tabner's uh, going to miss, uh, which is a little bit disappointing. But um, look, I think they should still have enough talent and they'll get enough supply. And uh, and Adelaide are definitely no will beaters down back anyway. So, um, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to put that one up. Uh, Frio, get stuck in. I know with this sort of language that you've just used, Last year, yourself and the logical one would generally think 40 plus in a game of this nature. Are you along those lines or the fact it's away from home sort of make you a little bit cautious? Yeah, uh, I think it's an angle for sure, Pope. I think you can have a margin here. I'm probably more keen on a margin in the next game. Um, but, um, but yeah, you can, you can definitely have a small uh, on, on that one for sure. Uh, and I guess that takes us into the last game and... Um, and when I when I do the ratings on on this one, Pope, basically just following on from the end of the year, and you look at team performance and so forth, I, I can't get the the market anywhere near what it is at the moment. But the re, the reality of it is is that West Coast, like the Gold Coast, could be playing no one. You know, like the West Coast are going to potentially, and and this is a bit of a bet on potential, the West Coast potentially could put out one of their worst teams ever. Uh, this weekend and uh, and Gold Coast were actually really competitive for a half a footy uh, over there uh, last year. Uh, West Coast got a hold of him in the second half, but um, but I just think that uh, even with uh, you know if Ben King's playing, that that is a big bet. You know I'm I'm having a real go if Ben King is playing. He's obviously not, but I still think it's worth a go uh, just based on who 
the Gold Coast Suns might not play. Uh, <laughs> they might not play anyone. So, uh, so yeah, mate, you, you got to. I think you got to throw some. Uh, you got to throw something at, at the Gold Coast in this one. And this is one where I'd be having a margin as well. Um, Top Sport have got that um, that margin bet forty plus at seven dollars, if I'm not mistaken. And we've seen it before. The weak Coast Eagles, they can get a bit sooky at the best of times. I think if things are going against them, they don't have their players on the park. They could really roll over here, so um, I'm happy to uh, to have a little go on that one as well. That that also is in agreement with some of those other district judges we've touched on earlier. I know they think that same way, and that has obviously moved a fair bit throughout the day. But I still think they're in agreement with yourself, Mug, around the prospects of the Suns heading out west. Yeah, well, I think that's a top sport uh, market mover of the week. That. Uh, that, that was Toppy had that at four and a half this morning. Um, others had it at five and a half, and now now Toppy's got it at three and a half the other way. So that's a seven seven and a half move at Toppy and, and an eight uh, sorry a seven uh, move at Toppy and an eight in other other markets. So you know in 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 one 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 day or not even a full day, uh, that's a fair move in in AFL circles. That's all the games done. The in terms of what we can expect tuning in tomorrow night. Mark, are we likely to see anything different? Is there, obviously there's been a crackdown on dissents across the preseason. How does that affect how games might be umpired? Yeah, um, it does lend itself to scoring. Um, that if you're going to have a few extra fifty meter penalties, those totals actually look a little bit low uh, to me at this point in time. So uh, there might be a might be a play um, to you know the old. Hope move in reverse this week. Overs uh, for the AFL. It was unders last week in the NRL. Uh, there might be a little play to be had there. The only thing that's putting me off uh, really launching into that sort of complete overs multi is just this weather, Pope. It's uh, it's really humid. And um, I'm going to go out after uh, this podcast and just run my hand on the grass and just see how it is tonight. But it's going to be pretty hot the next couple of days. So it could be really slippery. So that's probably the only things that I'd, I'd be just uh, a little bit concerned. And as we know, there's been lots of rain in Sydney and, and Brisbane. So we probably just have to wait a little bit closer for the forecasts. Um, but just the naked eye looking at some of those totals, they, they do look a bit on the low side. That's good intel going into the weekend. And I'm sure you'll probably keep our Twitter followers abreast of any weather aspects across the weekend. Can do. All right, boys. That's uh, AFL round one chat. Uh, complete. Let's talk some NRL. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was great to see you boys lining up last week uh, on a particular game. And, and for that to come in, uh, let's see how we're looking this week. Um, so some real uh, big matchups. Uh, we're kicking off, if I'm not mistaken, Pope, Thursday night, Melbourne Storm, $1.39, Rabbitohs, $3.05. That line sitting at eight flat. What can you tell us? Moved a little bit too in the last hour or two there to a, to a flat eight line mug. Fair bit of intrigue here. South looked really average last week. They looked devoid of options for most of the for most of the evening against the Broncos, who they're expected to to be comfortable. I think that line jumped about ten and a half, eleven and a half. But Cody Cody Walker looked frustrated and then agitated later in the game, and they they looked like they might be in a bit of pain. But they do get the trial back this week against Melbourne. And as we touched on earlier, Melbourne's got its injuries. So for me, I'd probably a little bit wary betting into this game. There's still a bit of watch and see for round two with 
the personnel changes here and Latrell being back prevents me from probably going with what I think, which is the Melbourne Storm at, at a margin is, is the way I would play it here. But yeah, Latrell being back probably lends me a steer clear in this game, to be honest, Mug. And you asked me, uh, Pope, about Walsh, what's Latrell worth? Three and a half, probably similar number. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, that's more, I guess, in, in NRL circles than than, uh, than AFL circles. Um, but, yeah, key player. Um, Modler, how do you see this? Yeah, I've, I've uh, got it not too far off the market. I've got South about 270 there, so slight, slight, you know, small edge there if you, if you felt like being into that. But as, as alluded to earlier, like Melbourne just seemed to be able to pick players out of a hat and they turn up and do the job. So, you know, yeah, given, um, yeah, given those injuries from last week, you you know, most other teams would probably struggle, but yeah, old Belliac seems to to know what he's doing with the replacements. So yeah, probably not a huge uh, yeah huge level of interest there for me. Yep, fair enough. All right, uh, another big game Friday night, the first of the Friday night uh, games. Uh, the Dragons, uh, the uh, the Barefoots Dragons from last week, uh, taking on. Well, an irrepressible Penrith. Um, we've got the, the Dragons pretty decent outsiders here. 380, uh, 10.5, and uh, uh, Penrith, $1.27, and, of course, 10.5 back the other way. What do we see, boys? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the Modler take the new ball in this game because his prices in this match are very intriguing. So, new ball goes to you, Modler. Yeah, very good. Um, so, obviously, last week I was I was potting Penrith and couldn't have got that more wrong. Um Bit of yeah, obviously the model didn't uh, know how good uh, O'Sullivan, the halfback, was going to come in and, and slot into the side there. Um, so it's you know it's obviously given them a bit of a boost this week. But um, yeah, you know the model was on St George as well last week, so it's obviously still liking them this week. I've got that game, you know, close to, to picking even a slight lend to St George, wow. long way off the market there. But um, probably yeah, the caveat that I did get Penrith a long way wrong last year uh, last week. So uh, you know. Tread it with caution, but I'd, I'd still, yeah, be keen to, to have a piece of St George at that at that price. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Well, there's uh, there's one for the for the listeners. Uh, good stuff, modeler. That's a that's a pretty healthy price. Um, the three eighty. If you're if you've got them, you know, even the dragons coming in slight fave. Uh, so that's uh, that's excellent. Yeah. So yeah. No, you know, as as I mentioned last week, or all, all the futures. Uh, podcast we did you know especially at a, at a long price i might have a bit on the win and a bit on the line as well just to diversify the interest if you like so yeah both there. and and pope uh you've handed over the new ball uh, what are you coming in from the second end i'd probably disagree if i had to but again <laughs> i'm probably to stay on the same probably shouldering arms for this margaret dragons won last week but they weren't overly impressive against a team that's a bottom four prospect in the Warriors. So I'd probably want another look. And similarly, I'd like to probably see Penrith away from home too. Like the the emotion of getting up against the premiership heavyweight at home, again, in front of your own fans coming off, obviously, a grand final win. Late last year, I'd probably want to see them in a in an environment that's obviously not going to be as comfortable for them. So I'm probably steering clear of this game completely. Yeah. Okay. All right, mate. Well, sometimes uh, the no bet is uh, is just as or more important than than the having a bet. So uh, always uh, always good to be open and honest with our listeners about you know if there's if there's no bet, there's no no need to force one. Um, 
Next game on the Friday night, it's another big game. We sort of got the three three really big games in a row for the first three games of the NRL this this weekend. Sydney Roosters, $1.80, um, favourite to the Seagulls, 202, um, one and a half the line. Um, boys, is that right? Uh, have we got the market right there? Well, again, according to the model, probably not, but there's this takes on some importance this game that two of the heavyweight prospects of the comp, one of them's going to be on two after this match. So it's it's got some early season significance and Roosters. Um, were very, very disappointing last week. They started 15.5-point favourites and got being comfortable by Newcastle. So they need to bounce back, and I think they will. I yeah. like them in this game. I Pre-season, I liked them, and I'm not prepared to write them off after one week. So I think they bounce back against a Manly team that is heavily, heavily reliant on Turbo. So if you can keep Turbo in check, you beat Manly if you're one of those top four or five teams. Okay. Uh, Modler, does uh, does Sydney have the players to keep Turbo in check? What are you seeing? Yeah, I, well, I, I sort of rate Turbo, you know, head and shoulders, best player in the league as far as I'm concerned. So as long as he's in a in a squad, I'm, I'm probably going to be liking whoever he's playing for. So I've got, I've, yeah, not a huge swing from from what the market's at there. I've probably got it sort of flipped. I've got, uh, you know, mainly about a dollar eighty there. So I'll, yeah, slight sort of two or three point gap there. So. Little little edge there, but yeah, will be interesting to see how how Turbo goes this week. And is that uh, betting territory for you then, Modlo? A couple of points, two three points gap. That's uh, probably a little. Well, yeah, I'll throw up a half unit if I could, I suppose. Little halfer. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's good to hear. Um, another uh, another big game, I guess, for that sort of bottom. Uh, maybe the teams that are knocking on the eight uh, here, Pope. Cronulla two fifteen, Eels dollar seventy. Um, that line too flat. What do you make of it here? Bit a bit of recency bias in this line, I think, Mug, in, in terms of the win-loss last week. Parramatta were fairly unimpressive. They gave up 28 against a Gold Coast team and they had to score 32 in, in a shootout. But they gave up big lead a couple of times in that match. They weren't overly impressive. And I sort of give Cronulla a bit of a mulligan with the new new combination. They're missing their main halfback last week. So I give them a little bit of a pass mark. And as a result... I, I like them in this one at the 215, 225. And again, at home, at Points Bet Stadium, I'd probably have a bit of a tickle at 13 plus on them as well. I think I sort of, there wasn't much from Parramatta last week that impressed me. So I'm quite happy to go against them and on the Sharks this week. Sharky's outsider at home. I love it. Uh, Modler, what do you see here? Yeah, I've got a very slight lean. Uh... Cronulla's way, so probably, you know, again, probably a half unit if that. Um, yeah, I've obviously liked Cronulla from from the start of the year. And, yeah, given that they sort of – I think they hit the lead late in the game, didn't they, Pope, against, um, against the Raiders and then ended up losing by five. So, um, likewise, happy to give them a pass mark for that. And, yeah, um, yeah, I'll throw out a half unit on, on, on the Sharks there. Yeah, excellent. All right. Well, that's um, that's as close as we've got to a consensus bet uh, this evening. So take note, listeners. Uh, just jot that one down. Sharkies, Toppy, you've got them up at 2.15. Get involved. Um, your boys, uh, the Milk Pope, um, taking on the uh, Cowboys, uh, 2.55, the Cowboys, and uh, and your mob, the Milk, $1.52, four flat line. What do we see? Yeah, an- another one where I'm probably one a bit more of a sample size before we get involved in any of these two teams. They've lost their backup halfback to COVID this week, 
camera, so they're going to go with, in, with a third string halfback. Conversely, all of those factors would tie into North Queensland and attractive, but at home last week against a pretty underwhelming Canterbury team, they couldn't get the job done, scored four points for the match at home. So they're underwhelming, and Canberra's probably the fact they don't have a key player at halfback that they're sort of um, going to be using backups in. I should touch on that their hooker, Josh Hodgson, got injured last week too. So um, all that should conspire to a North Queensland bet for me, Mum, but it doesn't. I'm not, I don't have the confidence in the uh, man from Townsville to get done, so I'm steering clear. Yep, okay, fair enough. Modler, what do you see? Yeah, this was a this was a head-scratcher, this one. So the prices came out of the model and I thought, well, I can't be right, so I sort of dove into it and compared the players side-by-side side and I kind of rated the, the list that North and, and Canberra were throwing out pretty evenly and then, yeah, obviously with a home ground advantage for, for North Queensland, I've got it sort of rated one of the better home ground advantages in the league. So, uh, yeah, I've got North quite quite handy, North Queensland quite handy favourites there, so I'm happy to throw out a bet, bet on the Cowboys there. Yeah, on the Cowboys. I know Karts, uh, who's a listener of the program and a, and a friend uh, of the mailbag, um, he was uh, deeply disappointed about the uh, the Cowboys on the weekend, but um, maybe they can find something here, Modler, and uh, and really give their their fan, home fans uh, something to cheer about. And at two fifty five, that sounds like uh, it sounds like good betting uh, to me, particularly when a couple of those key playmakers are out. Pope. Yeah, that that theory makes sense. Again, I, I just have some trepidation that there's something amiss up there. That got mm. one of the better, most damaging ball runners in the competition. And who's that? Tamalo Tamaloa? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, very good from yep. you. From you, yep. your knowledge has really increased in um, last six months. It's quite yeah. impressive. Uh, and he's being used quite ineffectively at the moment. So something's going wrong. The, the house combination is bizarre. So is there off field? Is there off field contract stuff happening with him in the club, or is there something that's not quite right? They they put him out for uh, trade or something last year, did they? Or is something not quite right? There's murmurs at the moment. The, the way they used him, the coach criticised him a few times last year. It does seem like there's something brewing yep. up there with disgruntlement. So all that sort of ties in. that They, they can't seem to find a fit there with the names on paper that should be more impressive than what they are. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well Modler's uh, putting that one up. And I think uh, to round us out... Um, the Dogs got it done against the Queensland team uh, last week, Modler. Uh, we've got the Dogs now 220, um, which must be at home because that's at Acor Stadium. So Acor Stadium getting a workout this weekend, uh, AFL and NRL. Um, must feel like a million miles away from the action uh, watching rugby league at uh, Acor Stadium. But uh, they're taking on the other Queensland mob, Brisbane Broncos, $1.67, two and a half the line. What do we see here? Modler, yeah. go for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I tipped up Canterbury last week and, and I'm sort of liking them again this week. Um, I've got it, again, pretty much flipped of where the market is. So I've got Canterbury about a, a dollar eighty or so and, and Brisbane about two twenty five. So yeah, wow. Twenty out there at Toppy, I'm, I'm happy to, to throw that up as a bit. Hopefully they they probably got last, lucky last week, Canterbury, but I'm hoping they keep their, their winning ways going. Yeah. Okay. So, so just say that price again. What did you have them? Their model? What was that price you had for? I've Kendrick? got Canary about a dollar eighty. Dollar eighty. Okay. And two twenty. So a nice little overlay there for the listeners. Pope, can we line up? Yep, we can to yes. to finish up. Mug, this 
has moved in Brisbane's direction on the back of Adam Reynolds being named this afternoon. So the marquee signing over the off-season who missed last week with COVID, he's back and that's gone further in Brisbane's direction. But it's okay to get up in front of 35,000 home fans against the house when in a defensive subfest. Heading to Sydney in probably an atmosphere that's not as engaging against a Canterbury team, it's going to be a different prospect for Brisbane. So the recency bias that ties pretty heavily in round two, I think at times, Mug, is, is evident here. And I, I do like Canterbury, especially as the outsider that's drifting further. And I could probably find a margin bet here as well. Oh, we like that. And uh, and is that a is that a bet now scenario, you think, Pope? Or you, or you think we can get a little bit more... Um, a couple of extra ticks on that one. It's probably a bit now. I, I can only see it probably regressing back towards Canterbury once. Um, probably sharper money gets involved later in the week. So I, I can't see how this can go any further towards Brisbane. Yep. Okay. All right, boys. Well, that's uh, that's some great chat there. Um, dogs and sharks, um, some consensus betting uh, from you boys and a couple of other little plays uh, throughout, um, depending on on who the listeners are listening to, the modeler and or the Pope. Um, so some really good stuff there. We had a few bets uh, from the AFL as well. Is there anything else uh, that you boys wanted to add? Not from me. Pretty well-rounded set of games there across both codes, I think. Yeah, I think so. And um, and I guess uh, just a, a little message uh, to the listeners as well. Thank you so much um, for your listenership. That was one of our um, strongest listened to shows uh, that we've ever produced, particularly this early in the season. So thank you very much to the loyal listeners. And, um, and if you like the show, make sure you subscribe. Um, we're on, I think we're just about everywhere now, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, um, what's the other mob called? Uh, Spotify, um, Podbean, um, we're, we're in most places, uh, so make sure uh, make sure you put your bets on first, then share it with your mates, and um, and and let's see if we can't get a, a few more listens. But do uh, you think we can get the modeler with the sign-off, Pope? I've been waiting for this week. You mean, us, so week three. I don't know if he knows the tag. I don't know if he knows the tagline, but modeler, can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. Beautiful.